This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When I got back from the motel, I felt icky and depressed. Even though nothing happened, I was ashamed of myself. I really wanted to talk to mom, but it was late. She probably fell asleep hours ago. I went to my room and closed the door. I didn't undress. Instead, I plopped onto the bed with my purse, shoes, and everything. I wanted to talk to Val. I grabbed my phone and was ready to call him, but stopped. My thumb hovering over the green call button. What are you going to tell him, Dee? That you got out of a shitty situation that you put yourself in? That you didn't cheat? That you had the chance to? That you're proud of yourself? No, you can't say that. I still wasn't sure what I wanted. And until I was, I needed to avoid contact. And I needed to figure things out. Seven Lamb Productions presents The Stone House Episode 20 This is it. This is the last can I can bring. I used some to make breakfast today so I can lie about how much. But he's going to know if I take more. Okay, Dee. And I'm sorry I couldn't come last night. He was awake. Went to the woods. I assumed to meet up with his friend. But he's been acting weird. Isn't he always acting weird? No. No, it's different than usual. And there's more, Val. I sat beside him as he turned the can of hash in his hand. He told me he was happy I was less combative. I'm trying to play nice, but... But what? But now he says... Well, I told you, he's been trying to... Okay, Dee. You don't have to say anymore. No, Val, I do. Oh, he thinks I'm on my period, so he's not pushing. But he will. I know he will. I can see it in his eyes. I can see it in the way he smiles at me. I get chills every time. That fucking creep. Please tell me you have an idea. I take it there was nothing in the closet? No, just more random stuff. But we were right. The old man you found must have been the one living here. I saw more photos in the closet. I just don't get why- I don't care why, Val. I don't care how, either. We have to figure out something fast, otherwise all three of us are in trouble. You get a chance to explore the shack by the boathouse? No, but I have a plan for that. You do? 
Gavin's got a key ring with several keys. The problem is, he keeps the keys on him, or near him, at all times. Even when he's sleeping or in the bathroom. But there is one time when he puts them aside. When's that? When he's working. I noticed recently that he sets them on a stump at the wood's edge when chopping wood. Won't he see? Yes, unless I distract him. And how do you plan to do that? Noah. Noah? I talked to Noah. I've come up with a little plan. The only thing is... It's risky. Then maybe you shouldn't do it. Then what should I do, Val? We're running out of time. We have to figure out something and you... Well, have you come up with anything? The lighthouse. What about it? I doubt it works. I do too, but if we could light a fire on top, someone would have to see it, right? Not necessarily. The ships have gone by. But they're never close. As far as we know. (sighs) You think? It's the best chance we have. But what about that scrawny guy? I told you, I explored the lighthouse and he was... I know, I know. So? You want to distract Gavin to get the keys. Maybe we can do some kind of distraction to get that scrawny guy out of the lighthouse. He paints in that cave. I've seen him do it. Maybe when he's down there... But how will I know? Have you seen him down there again? No, but I haven't been looking. I don't know. D, odds are there is nothing in that shack other than some other random crap. It's not like he's going to have some phone tucked away. Well, if he was on a boat to get here, there could be a satellite phone. We had one. Okay. Let me try. If there's nothing in there, nothing really changes. More time goes by. But same old predicament. Okay, Dee. He forced a smile as I sat down beside him. I leaned my head on his shoulder, and we just sat there a good, long while. You remember Johannesburg? What about it? Oh, come on. The second to last day? Oh, God. (laughs) Yes. How could I forget? (laughs) Remember how scared we were? Well, the tour guide didn't do much to strengthen our perception of the city. Yeah, but it was our own fault for not doing more research. (laughs) All I knew about the city was riots, burning cars, and political turmoil. Oh, I know. Hell, they even warned us about leaving the hotel area. (laughs) More like that whole gated area. (laughs) Yeah, but then our tour guide forgets about us. Oh, that was so insane. Like that one movie with the divers. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily for us, we weren't floating in the middle of the ocean. Still scary. Although almost everyone we met was super helpful. Yeah, but not all. At least you had your back pocket pinned. No, luckily that other dude came to help. (laughs) What was his name again? Samuel, right? Ah, that's it. When Val and I were on vacation in South Africa, our tour guide had left us. He miscounted and the bus had taken off. We were on the outskirts of the city for a good six hours until he returned. Luckily, several citizens, including a guy named Samuel, had helped us reach a police station. They were able to place a call to the tour company and had them come back for us. That was the one time I ever left a one-star review. And that even accounts for that shitty hotel in Costa Rica. I mean, how does he do that? (laughs) I don't know. I'll tell you, when those two guys went for my wallet, I was scared. Scared about what might happen and scared about what I might have to do. Well, yeah, they were aggressive. And I thought that one guy had a knife. Yeah, that's why you hit him. I wasn't taking any chances. If Samuel didn't come out at the time he did to help... This is a lot different, though. But we got out of that situation. Sure. And we can get out of this one. Look in the shack by the dock. 
But if nothing's there, then we'll have to figure out something else. And I think our best option is the lighthouse. Okay, Val. Okay, Noah. Remember what we discussed. You grab the keys and run as fast as you can to the shack by the boathouse. You remember how to get there, right? Down that gravel path. Mm-hmm. Okay. You unlock the lock and then come right back up here. I'm going to keep him busy for as long as I can, okay? Mm-hmm. And there are several keys, so if one doesn't work, you try another. He nodded, but I was scared. For him and for me. Nevertheless, we had to try. <sighs> Let's hope this works. Gavin! He stopped and made his way over to me. I was hunched over the garden where water was pouring up from a hole in the ground. I had followed a spigot from the back of the house and searched for the pipe. I eventually found it under the ground, right under a board that helped form the garden. I took my spade and hit it as hard as possible until it broke. And now, water was leaking out. The first part of the plan was now in motion. Gavin didn't gather his things before he came stomping over. What is it, dear? I... I think I hit a pipe. A pipe? What pipe? A water pipe. Look! I leaned back to reveal the watery hole. Oh no, dear. This is no good. How do you manage to do that? Well, I was trying to expand the garden. Expand the garden? Whatever for? I thought we needed to plant more. Plant more? We don't even have much else to plant! I told you to care for what we had. Why didn't you tend to that? While he knelt down, I saw Noah creep out from the side of the house and slowly make his way to the far stump by the wood line. On the stump was a handkerchief, saw, cup of water, and... keys. Well, we're going to have to figure out how to turn off this water. Uh, how, how do we do that? Uh, I don't know! It was funny. I wasn't sure how water reached the house. Val had mentioned there was a pool of water in the cave he was trapped in, so there was water on the island. So the pipes probably ran down to one of these pool sources, but that would mean there was a pump of some kind. But where it was located or how it worked, I wasn't sure. And since this wasn't Gavin's real home, he wasn't sure either. Oh, uh, this. This is terrible, dear. You really mucked things up. I'm sorry. He went to stand, but I grabbed his shirt sleeve with my cleaner hand. Uh, wait! What? I looked past him to see Noah grabbing the keys. I, um, what do I, what, what do I do here? What do you mean, what do you do? Move, dear, I need to look for a water cut off. He stood examining the house. I saw Noah quickly creeping back. You don't know where the pump is? Yes, yes, of course I do. Now leave me be. I was trying to draw his attention, but he wasn't having it as he looked around. Noah was almost to the edge of the house. Come on. Uh, where is it? 
Gavin was just about to turn around when... Gavin! I moved forward and grabbed his pant leg. He spun towards me. What is it? I, uh... I'm sorry. A smile slowly formed on his face as he looked down at my hand on his leg. He knelt down beside me. It's okay, dear. It's okay. Noah had disappeared behind the wall out of sight. I wanted to breathe a sigh of relief, but I couldn't. Gavin had leaned into my line of sight and grabbed my chin. Accidents happen, dear. He kissed my forehead and smiled. I'll fix this right up. constantly worry about D. She said her plan was risky, so what if something were to happen? <laughs> what if something happens, Val? Seriously? Things haven't stopped happening. I walked back and forth on the mop handle. I had to build up my strength. While I was nowhere near where I wanted to be, at least I was better than a few days ago. The food was low now. Delilah was right. We had to hurry. The image of Gavin's hands on her popped into my mind. I shook the thought away. No. No. She's going to be fine. I went to the opening and peered out. It was a clear, sunny, but cold day. The wind was whipping by. <sighs> you have to build up your strength, Val. You have to help. You can't just wait here for her every night, hoping things work out. I stared at the lighthouse. Could she even make it to the top? And with the wind, could you even keep a fire going? Questions that weren't worth answering, at least not right now. Not until she searched that shack. Please be a radio, a phone, a gun, anything. It was a cold night. I was wearing two long-sleeved shirts and holding myself as I walked towards the dock. For some reason, tonight, I felt like I was being watched. But with the moon's full glow, I was able to see a lot of the island around me. And there was nothing here but the birds nestled in the rocks high above. I was near the boathouse. Noah said he was able to unlock the lock. Luckily, he got back just in time. Gavin had asked about him while tying rags around the pipe. I told him he was inside playing, and he bought it. <sighs> it also helped that he found the pump underneath his window on the outside corner of the house. 
It was fitted into a small rectangular section of stone, hidden by a piece of wood. The whole situation kept him busy long enough. <sighs> there it was. The shack. It sat there on the flat rocks before the boathouse and dock. The only thing that bothered me after Noah returned was that when Gavin was done and we went back to his stump to grab a drink of water, I noticed him staring at the keys for a long time. He didn't say anything, but did he know they were touched? That they were taken? Maybe that's why I was so on edge right now. There was a mound of stuff in here. Clothes, pillows, sheets, wood. Ugh and tons of rat droppings. Still, I searched. I sifted through, eventually finding some odd items. Items that reminded me of the stuff on my shelf. Nautically-themed picture frames, a blank notebook, crayons and colored pencils, a box of jewelry. Jesus. There was a fan with a clip attachment, cables, cords, a small ship in a bottle, a teal lunchbox, some fish magnets, one with a bottle opener. Oh, come on. Please. Then, to the side, underneath it all, a black case with a zip tie. Oh, please. Be a radio. Oh, be a radio. I grabbed the fish magnet with bottle opener and slid the tail under the zip tie. Oh, come on. It took a good five minutes or so of me pulling and sawing, but then... The tie snapped and I opened the case. No radio. But this was a different case altogether. I knew what this was. A flare gun case. But there was no gun, and each of the four pockets for flares were also empty. Oh, damn it! All that was inside was an instruction manual and wrist strap. I wondered if Gavin took all the other stuff out. Alright, this was definitely stuff taken from the boat. So there has to be a radio, right? Unless he took that too. I climbed up and over some of the junk and moved aside some wood and empty water jugs. In the back, there was a pile of books. King, Kuntz, and some classics from Wells and Vern. The books sat on a foam ring buoy. I reached down and pulled them up. Underneath, I found another case. Oh, please. I had to bend in an awkward position to get the case. Eventually, I was able to slide my finger under the handle and pull it up over the mound. Please, please, please. This one wasn't tied shut. I opened the case, hoping beyond hope. Holy shit. A radio? Well, they're radios. Just not the kind we were hoping for. She opened the small black case to reveal a set of walkie-talkies? Yeah. That's no good. Well, no. Maybe not for calling for help. But for us. Yeah? Well, yeah. Think about it. You say we should light a fire at the top of the lighthouse. But we can't as long as that scrawny guy is inside. So what if we wait until he goes to the cave to paint? Then we'll know the lighthouse is free. Sure, yeah, but how will I contact you? You won't be able to keep the radio on the whole time. No, you're right. She picked up one of the yellow walkie-talkies and examined it. I guess I can call you. I just... What else are we going to do, Val? No, no. I know. How about this? You call me as often as you can. I'll keep a close eye out. I can see the cave entrance if I move to the opening there. 
But you can't see the other side. I guess not, but he uses a candlelight to see. If he goes at night, I'll be able to see it. And maybe, maybe during the day I can go down there and hide out outside the cave. What? No! It's okay, I've been exercising, strengthening myself every day. I can't sit here any longer. I may not be able to fight, I may not be able to run or climb, but I can walk, and I, I can keep watch. Oh, you sure? Positive. Now, you test these? Already did. Good. I'll try to check in as often as I can, but the only time I can get away is at night, so if he's cave painting during the day, that won't be much help. Okay. I gave a half smile. Hey. It's something. It was, but was it enough? I felt like we were walking this fine line between life and death right now. As I approached the stone house, I slowed my pace. I hated this part. Leaving Val to come back here? Sometimes I thought what it might take to grab a knife and end Gavin's life right here and now. I contemplated it before, but he was bigger than me, and I'd have to catch him unawares. Which was the hard part, because he always seemed to be aware of everything. Hello there, dear. Shut the door. Oh god. I froze in fear. Gavin was sitting at the table in the darkness. I said, shut the door. I... uh, I went for a walk. Hey. I see that. I didn't move. I was too nervous. Who are you bringing food to, dear? Uh, what? Who are you bringing my food to? Uh, no, no one. <laughs> Gavin charged me. I put my hands up, ready for impact. But his right hand came low, grabbed the bottom of my shirt, and twisted it. And he slammed me back against the wall. Uh, Who is he? Who is he? Uh, I, uh... Choose your words carefully, Nadia. Don't you cheat and lie to me all in one night. I'm sorry. I bet you are. Who is he? I was trembling. I wish I had a knife now. This would be the moment I'd take that chance. Well? He was seething. Spit dribbled from his lower lip. Well? I... 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 It's Quint, ain't it? It's him. Quint? Aye, tell me. He's the only one on this island. It's him. I... I... He meant the man in the lighthouse. I won't wait a moment longer. Tell me right now, is it him? Is it Quint? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. It it is. (sighs) He took a moment to contemplate. Then he slowly released his grip. I... I knew it was so. Just then, he grabbed me by the hair and arm and pulled me forward. (laughs) Come on. I tried to break from his grasp, but couldn't as he dragged me down the hall and into my room. Here we are. He threw me onto the bed and took a step back. You'll stay put till I return. He ran his hands over the door frame and flipped a tiny metal latch on the outside so it was now visible. I installed this while you were gone. Installed one in the boys' room too. No more sneaking out for you. Although for right now, the boy is coming with me. 
That way I know you'll be here when I get back. Kevin, wait! No! You wait! You wait for me to return! I have a little problem I need to deal with. He flipped the latch back and slammed the door shut. I spun around on the bed and peered at the window. A couple minutes later, Gavin appeared, smirking at me. He and Noah walked by. Noah carried the lantern while Gavin carried... an axe. Oh, God. No, 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 no. I pulled the radio from my back pocket. I was so lucky it didn't fall out when he slammed me against the wall or threw me in here. Val. Value there? Value copy? Val, answer. Val! I'm here, Dee. What's going on? He caught me. He knows I've been bringing someone food, but he doesn't know it's you. In fact, he thinks it's that scrawny asshole in the lighthouse. He thinks I was... cheating on him or something. Jesus, are you okay? I am right now. He left and went into the woods. But he locked me in my room. I think he's going to go after that guy. He called him Quint. Quint? Yeah. That actually might work in our favor. What? Why? Think about it. If he thinks you've been seeing this guy Quint, maybe he'll take care of him. You think he'll kill him? I wouldn't put it past him. He was angry. Honestly, you shouldn't stay there. You can't get out? I could possibly break the window, but... But what? But he took Noah with him. D, you've got to get out of there if you can. We can't play this game of cat and mouse anymore. It's too dangerous, especially now. I... Not without Noah. D. I'm not leaving him! I can't! Okay, D. Okay. I understand. So then... What are you gonna do? What else can I do? Wait for him to come back. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Stone House Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Corey Pettit as Delilah Robert M. Lamb as Val Jack Austin as Gavin Co-starring Dennis Caldwell Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this. This has been a Seven Lamb production.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.